The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hey, AI Today listeners. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. From books and materials ranging from fundamentals of AI to deep dives on implementing AI projects to AI ethics, tools, software, checklists, and more, our resources page will help you on your AI journey whether you're just starting out or you're well on your way. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. That's aitoday.live slash L-I-S-T. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmilzer. And, you know, for these past many episodes of the AI Today podcast, we've really been focusing on many of the terms that you need to know for AI, machine learning, and big data. And understanding the terms and terminology is really very helpful, especially if you're trying to build support and have conversations within your team or outside your team or to other parties. And, you know, some of these terms are, you know, very specific, you know, talk about specific technologies, even specific algorithms. And some of them talk about tools and some of them talk about infrastructure and some of them talk about big data ideas and some more general concepts. But having a solid foundation of literacy and all this stuff really will help you be more successful because knowing what things are will prevent you from doing the wrong thing, having some confusion and that sort of stuff. So we're thrilled. We know that you guys like it. We continue to get your feedback. And if there's a term maybe that you thought we missed or something that we should dive deeper into, let us know, reach out to us, you know, send us a message, info, I-N-F-O at Cognolytica, C-O-G-N-I-L-Y-T-I-C-A.com. And we pay attention to what you say. We pay attention to the reviews. Give us more five-star reviews. I'll say it (laughs) on the podcast platform because we know that you enjoy it. So share that love and share that enjoyment and more people will, will participate and be part of this AI Today community and, uh, you know, help us keep this strong. Exactly. And some of you have shared this with your friends and then they reach out to us and say that they were referred to our podcast. So keep doing that as well. We've put together, because we heard from our listeners, so we put together a comprehensive AI glossary that goes over key terms related to AI, big data, and machine learning. Because some of the terminology that's out there is confusing for no good reason. And we said, let's put this in uh, you know, language that our listeners will understand so that you really do get at least a high-level understanding of these basic concepts. The glossary is linked in the show notes. You can also go to Cognolytica.com to find that glossary as well. And in our AI glossary series on our podcast, we want to go over these terms at a high level and group some terms together in case you've heard them and you're you know, not familiar with them, maybe you don't know how they group together or how they fit into the whole AI machine learning and big data landscape. So on today's podcast, we're going to be going over the terms data science notebook and then get into some of the notebooks, including Jupyter and Colab. Yeah, so let's start with the idea of the notebook. You may have heard of it, data science notebook. You may be thinking about an actual notebook, a piece of paper. Well, maybe perhaps that's a long time ago how it started when people are trying to do their statistics. But 
really the idea is that you want to, you know, we're working with these powerful tools and big data. So we're not talking about paper here. So, you know, long, not too long ago, if you wanted to do any sort of data analysis, you really were using a very mathematical or analytic analysis tool. You weren't really like coding. You were using like a tool like, like a MATLAB or Mathematica. I'm not calling them out specifically, but these are tools that are really for statisticians that you were sitting in an environment that looked more like uh, not a coding environment, but looked more like, a, like an analysis where you can put different numbers and try different things and see what works, right? So these tools had like very simple areas for non-programmers where users could enter data analysis and instantly see some visualization, like a chart or a plot or some sort of distribution of some sort. And so these were very much document oriented and visually oriented. And you can even put in like descriptions, like here's a chart that describes this, or here's this is what's in the diagram, you get actual explanations for humans, right? And so very much document oriented, right? And when people wanted to share these um, things with each other, they would share these, these notebooks where there's like the, the notes and the diagrams and all sorts of stuff together. And um, that's kind of where this notebook idea sort of originated. So it, in part, it was for documentation so people can document the things that they tried and what worked and what different worked. Uh, for sharing, perhaps because they have other people they need to share it with, and maybe even reproducible. Some someone can say, "Hey, I want to do that too," so they can make a copy of the notebook. So it, you know, data science notebooks—they're not really for code development, but you could put code in them. You know, there's for data exploration, they're for collaboration, they're for visualization, and you could put some code in there. Usually, it's like little snippets of Python or R or something like that, and you can run them in, in the page, and they will run. And so this notebook is kind of like the self-contained environment. So like a notebook really should do a whole bunch of things. Now, the notebook is really for this exploration and for analysis. It's not, you don't really run like full scale, big projects on a notebook. It's not the operationalization environment. It's the environment in which we do our discovery and that sort of stuff. But they support a wide range of languages. We can code them in Python, in Julia, in Scala. We talked about that, uh, SQL languages. And we have a couple of our popular uh, notebooks that are out there that if you hear these names, you well, be familiar as to what they're talking about. Exactly. So it's important to note that there are notebook choices. And so, you know, you don't have to, not everybody is using just one. So a few of the popular ones that are out there, one is called Jupyter. It's very popular. It's open source and it's pretty widely used. It's used to help, you know, create and share documents that contain live code, equations and visualizations and narrative text as well. Another one that you may have heard of is Google Colab. No surprise, by the name, it's developed by Google, mm -hmm. and it adds to that Jupyter Notebook by adding the ability to open, edit, share, and run Jupyter Notebooks in Google Docs. So if you're a Google Docs environment at your organization, then maybe Google Colab is right for you. And then the last data science notebook that we want to uh, share, one of the choices is R Markdown. So we had talked about the R language. R Markdown, no surprise, is a markdown-based notebook technology that's used heavily by the R community. And so just note that there are different notebook choices out there. Um, you know, a lot of people will just use the one maybe that they're familiar with, they feel most comfortable using. So we're not recommending one over the other, but just sharing that there are a few different types. Yeah. And I would say, you know, obviously, if you're in an environment where people are sharing stuff, uh, you know, is because really data science notebooks are really about sharing and documentation, then of course, use the notebooks that are part of that community that you're sharing with. Because if you can't share with them, that kind of 
Well, it doesn't make sharing happen. So <laughs> right. that's what we'd say. But I think, you know, as far as like really trying to understand it, I think I think that's a good way of understanding what these notebooks are for. And also to a certain extent, like when you're just doing exploration and you're trying to figure out what's in the data, people used to use uh, a form of tool called business intelligence, BI, it was a name for it. They used to use tombs for uh, these, these tools for a data exploration. Like, oh, I'm just kind of curious, like uh, let's take a look at customers and maybe let's just explore transaction history because I'm curious about something. You know, you used to have to fire up a very specific and often very expensive and definitely very proprietary tool that usually took a lot of configuration and effort to make work just to do some charting or graphing or find the outliers or trends or whatever like that. So data science notebooks have really taken over from that. And, you know, there's even been some articles about whether the old BI tools are dead. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. It's really more of a mindset because if you're a data scientist, you think in terms of notebooks, if you're a BI person, you may think in terms of BI tools, but we'll see. Markets keep changing and evolving. Exactly. So hopefully now, at least at a high level, if you hear data science notebook or you hear some of the specific types of data science notebooks, then you'll at least know what they are at a high level. But of course, understanding the terms at a high level and knowing how to put them into practice are two different things. We really do want you to be successful with your AI, machine learning, and big data projects. That's why we have so many podcasts out there. We have our failure series that talks about you know, common reasons why AI projects fail and how to avoid that. We also have uh, our education series, including our AI glossary. So we go over all these terms at a high level. And we are big advocates of doing AI right, including following best practices methodologies. So we're big advocates of CPM AI methodology, the cognitive project management for AI methodology. And for our listeners, in case you're not familiar with it and you'd like to learn more, we've put together a free intro to CPM AI course. So you can go to aitoday.live slash CPM AI, and it'll take you right to our free course. You can register and sign up for free. It only takes a few hours to complete. And if you're interested in digging a lot deeper into CPM AI, getting a much more granular level, see how you can apply it for project success, then we encourage you to become CPM AI certified. You can go to cognolitica.com slash CPM AI, and you can register for the uh, CPM AI training. And upon the completion of that, you will get your certification. I know many of our podcast listeners are CPM AI certified, and the list continues to grow. So thank you so much for supporting us and supporting uh, CPM AI so that you can do your projects. You know, you've really, you're setting yourself up for AI project success. I'll link to both of them in the show notes, both the free intro to CPM AI and then the CPM AI training and certification course so that you can click right on the link and it'll take you to the course. Like this episode and want to hear more? With hundreds of episodes and over 3 million downloads, check out more AI Today podcasts at aitoday.live. Make sure to subscribe to AI Today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, or your favorite podcast platform. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. This sound recording and its contents are copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.